Hello, Rich Bolas here. A big thank you for downloading the Dad Mindset Podcast, where we explore different perspectives on fatherhood. This episode, I chat with Ryan Ogden. Ryan suffered a couple of strokes four years ago and goes into how he's had to adapt as a father of two young daughters. He discusses some of the positives of the strokes and also divulges his insights gained when quizzing other dads about fatherhood just before his first child was born. I hope you really enjoy this conversation with Ryan. Ryan Ogden, welcome to the show. Thanks, Rich. Now, Ryan, we've known each other for some time through various friends, but it's only in the last year or so that we've started hanging out. And I reckon you're such a genuinely great guy, I just had to get you on the show. So, how are you doing right now, mate? I'm, I'm, I'm pretty well, thanks, Rich. You're looking um, good. <laughs> thanks. Uh, things are plodding along pretty, pretty cool at the moment. I'm only working a few days, so I've got a lot of time with the girls, and they're happy, and everything's pretty good, thanks. Yeah. yeah. You've got a pretty good setup at home now as well, haven't you? Yeah, we like where, where we live in Janjuk. Um, we're, we're tackling the garden. Uh, that's, that's one of our favorite things to do these days. Tell us a bit about it, because you've got quite a setup. Yeah, uh, well... Prior to a few years ago, the, the garden was overgrown and uh, I never spent time out there. Um, and, and more recently, I've discovered what, what a great space it is. And now we've got heaps of uh, veggie spaces and fruit trees. We made a pizza oven out of, out of mud. Uh, we've got chickens and uh, there's a lot going on. And the girls love it. I mean, can you tell us a bit about the girls, like their ages and, and what they're into? Sure. Uh, Addis, uh, Addis turned four last weekend and Elka is one and a half. Yeah. Nice. And what do they love about the garden? Uh, they just want to be outside, I think, uh, getting dirty and, and having fun. And yeah, Addis is, is really good at... Um, sowing seeds and, and watching them grow and, and taking care of them. She loves uh, making those little seedling pots out of newspaper. Oh, the ones where you sort of wrap it around yeah, a, that's a wooden right. stake or something. Yeah, yeah. And, and then, you know, putting the seeds in and watering them every day. She's, she's pretty good at tending to them. And, and then once they've grown somewhat, then transferring them to the, the veggie garden. That's awesome for, yeah. you know, that age. yeah. She's been she's been into that for the last year or more. Yeah. So she's in a couple of cycles now of of sort of planting yeah, and then yeah. harvesting. Yeah. Uh, it's amazing how much knowledge a four year old can have about gardening. You know, and it's all quite new knowledge to me. But she's uh, she's it's impressive what how how much of a great little gardener she is. <laughs> now, can you tell us a bit about why you got into gardening so much? Sure. Um, about six, seven, seven years, 2012, so seven years ago, I was fit and healthy. I had a stroke out of the blue, um, and uh, the stroke was, was too big and too deep, uh, and I was told it was inor- inoperable. Uh, the, the surgery to, to uh, improve the situation was a bit too risky. Uh, so I was in hospital for... A, quite a time and and after 
a month, say, I, I had another stroke and, and they had to go in and, and, and operate then. And then it was, it was in my rehab that I, I kind of was coming to terms with not being able to return to my previous life, you know, not racing mountain bikes and, and surfing my butt off. Um, and, and I realised that we had a space in the back garden that wasn't utilised and um, I, th- I think it was a friend who, who came around. He lives in Melbourne in a little u- unit He's just got a little courtyard of a garden, but it's a great garden. In fact, he was um, he was interviewed on Gardening Australia. <laughs> cool. Uh, but when he came around, it was the first time he'd, he'd seen our garden, and when he saw it, I was amazed at his reaction. Did his eyes just light yeah, up? Yeah. <laughs> He's like, oh, Ryan, yeah. you're onto a winner. Yeah. yeah. He, he, although it was overgrown with lots of yuckers and um, it didn't look great, he, he could see the potential in it yeah the, the oh, blankers yeah, they're, they're like the bane of aren't the they aren't <laughs> you they? need safety goggles to walk around your yeah. garden with those things. Oh, well, uh, I'm, I'm on edge with with one eye these days <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. and with yucca fronds around I'm, I'm, it's a high risk game it is yeah uh so after after caden's reaction to uh our garden i i kind of sunk my teeth into it and and I really enjoyed getting out there. Um, firstly, in the in the veggie patch, but then it, then it kind of transformed. Well, it evolved into chickens and and fruit trees and uh, and now bees. Uh, we're kind of really digging the whole permaculture uh, philosophy at home, and and we spend our good times in the garden and. I think a reason why I really enjoy being in the garden is because I, I can't compare uh, how my ability or inability at the moment, I can't compare it to the old Ryan's ability, you know, and get frustrated at not being as good as I used to be because I, I never gardened. So Yeah, yeah. So yeah. there's no contrast. That's right, yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. So what are the things that have you sort of taken on as well because obviously the i mean the veggie cart really kicked off didn't it last year yeah it was about this time last year that uh we had the garden was in good nick better than it is now <laughs> and the the um harvest that we got from our winter crop was amazing and i, I thought uh what are we going to do with all this excess uh veg and i ended up putting it out on on table on the nature strip with a sign and it really kicked off and, uh, and the sign was can you just tell us what what the sign said well it, basically it, it says uh jan juck grow free uh and it's a it's a it's a share cart of fruit and veg or, or home produce uh and the the motto is give what you can take what you need and it, it's certainly not my idea um, a guy in South Australia started it up a few years ago, uh, and when I when I had the idea of putting fruit and veg on the on a table on the nature strip, I, I did a bit of research to see if anyone else was doing it, and I found this guy in, in South Oz, and he he started up this grocery movement. Uh, so I emailed him and 
and became one of the Grove, the Grove Free crew. Uh, yeah, <laughs> version. Yeah, yeah. So there's hundreds of them all over Australia. Yeah. Um, and the community in Janjuk here have loved it and uh, it's really such got a, behind it. Yeah, it's such a well. It, it it's led to me or, or us getting to know the neighbourhood. It's the cart. It's a good little meeting spot to say good day to your neighbours and how's your garden going and <laughs> you know um, swapping advice and and produce. It's really good. Yeah, and it's great yeah. for the girls to see that as well, isn't it? Because they're contributing to something that the neighbours are actually consuming. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's great. Yeah. Addie really loves uh, putting produce on the cart. Does she, does she have a particular thing like, oh, come on, Daddy, time to do this? Or Yeah. Uh, she wants, well, you, you know, not every day in the garden is productive. You know, not, you're not getting, um, well, we're not getting produce every day. but Just eggs. Yeah, <laughs> yeah just eggs, yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, Addie certainly does want to put lots of stuff on the cart. Yeah, but it's good. It's, it, when we started doing the cart, our gardening ramped up. Yeah, because yeah. I felt... Do you, do you reckon it just kept you honest? It's like, oh, gee, we've got to keep this the food up yeah, to the cart. Yeah, Oh, sorry. Uh, yeah, I, I wanted the cart to, 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 look, um, to look good with lots of produce on it. So we ramped up production in our own garden. Awesome. Yeah. It's uh, it's certainly something that I find is such a social thing as well because then you have people over pizza nights, yeah, and it it just makes such a difference when when it's a big part of you know harvesting the crops and stuff and and actually one of the other um, guests we chatted to that mentioned about delayed gratification for the kids as well you know that that act of just planting seeds mm. but then tending them watching them grow and not actually getting the reward for months yeah there's lots amazing. of life lessons in in gardening isn't there yeah yeah beekeeping as well oh. <laughs> don't get us started on bees rich a steep learning curve <laughs> oh i got stung 20 times last last week and um that was a that was a learning curve oh jeez. yeah so what 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 are you taking away from that? What was the? I uh, I forgot my lighter, so I didn't use the smoker, uh, and I paid for it, and I won't won't make that mistake again. Two lighters, just yeah. to engage one. Yeah, goes. yeah. I think Dave put three in my, <laughs> in my bee box. Yeah. Oh man. Now, Ryan, are there any other things as a parent that, I mean, having the strokes and so on has caused you to like lose part of the use of of one side of your body hasn't it like, yeah i mean that must pose some big challenges when when dealing with the the girls being so small and that yeah it, it's it's posed a, a lot of challenges in in all aspects parenting included um i was i was really nervous about becoming a dad um like all dads i suppose but i had some extra concerns uh i didn't want to carry the girls when they were first born uh given i'm so wobbly on my feet and i've only got the use of one good arm um but you just adapt i, I adapted I, I you use your ma- your imagination and if you can't use two hands in to do something then you find a, a way around it yeah and you uh, grow in a different direction yeah uh i returned to work as a physio after my strokes and it was in private practice and it was it was a two-handed game 
most of the techniques and skills that I used on on clients were, were two-handed. Uh, but when you got someone face down on the table in front of you expecting treatment, you kind of there's a bit of pressure. <laughs> yeah. um, and and there was some frustrating moments. Uh, but I always found a way to, to do the two-handed job with one hand and like, much, much the same with being a parent. Um, you know, instead of carrying the girls around the house when they were little, I put them on a blanket and I just dragged them around on the blanket. I bet they loved that. Yeah, they did. <laughs> they did. Uh, and, you know, in the garden, you know, those little... You know, those green buckets with on yeah. wheels. Yeah. Yeah, the girls, you know, when they were really little, I just put some some blankets in there and threw them in the bucket and dragged them around. <laughs> uh, and that's how they kind of began their gardening. That's way more fun than being carried. Yeah. Uh, so it has, I mean, I have my moments, but, we, you know, get by. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's totally worth it, isn't it? Yeah. At the end of the day. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. Just bumping into your, your girls at the house. It's just awesome to watch them cutting donuts on the, on the yeah, floor. Yeah, yeah. Just having a whale of a time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and Elke's one and a half, so she's at the age where she's starting to go off and play with Addy and not need us supervising the whole time. And like we are talking about before, it's great to hear them laugh their little heads off you know, at who knows what, you know, they're just having a ball. Yeah. Yeah. And they have a, a much better ability to make each other laugh, don't they? Mm. Rather than like us trying to yeah. come up with something. Well, there's the occasional time, but. Yeah. They, doesn't matter how funny I try to be or think I am, you know, I can't get Elka to laugh like Addy can. <laughs> it's great. But, you know, a small part of me thinks, oh, gosh. Addy, <laughs> you're funnier than I am. You know? yeah. <laughs> that's a superpower. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Now, no, that's good. What was your childhood like, Ryan? Where, uh, where did you grow up? I grew up in Altona in the west of Melbourne. Yeah. And I, I, I grew up um, with great parents. I had a sister, Kate, who was two years younger than me, and a brother, Luke, who's five years younger. And we had a great youth. Um, Lots of sport. Dad was super adventurous and and fit, so I was I, I did a lot of fishing with him and and bike riding and and swimming. And mum, mum was just great, you know, just always there, being a great supportive mum. Yeah. Are there any things that you've taken from your childhood and tried to replicate with your kids? Uh, I don't, I'm not sure if there's any one particular thing I, th- I think I, th- I remember my dad being silly and fun all the, you know all the time yeah uh, and, and so I think I try to replicate that uh, and always well not always but often I'm, I'm having a joke with the girls and just laughing at silly things yeah and uh, and mum and dad were there a lot they, they were they, they spent a lot of time with us so I think I'm trying to do the same and, and spend a lot of time with the girls, a yeah. lot of fun. And achieving it. Yeah. What, what sort of jobs did they have to enable them to, to be able to spend so much time? Well, mum was a stay-at-home mum. Dad worked full-time, but I, he just, I, I just 
I, th- I think he was just there when he wasn't at work. He was there uh, lots of weekends and uh, after work. Uh, that was just it was good. Yeah, it's really good. And he just want to hang out with you guys. Yeah, yeah. I think that was quite young. He would have been in his early twenties when he had, had when he had me, and he always said that he he liked growing up with us. Uh, yeah. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. So when did you guys actually move down this neck of the woods? Well, I moved down here when I was nineteen. When I after I finished school, but I moved down here because. I went to a uh, a year ten surfing camping in Anglesey, and once I got a taste of surfing, I, I kind of had direction in my life. I knew I just needed to be near the surf, uh, so I, I said to the the surfing instructor, "I'm going to come work for you when I when I'm 18. Just tell me what I've got to do, and I'll I'll do it." And and I did, and I've been here since. So that's 20 years ago. Oh wow! Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because um. That I mean, surfing was obviously a huge part. Have the girls shown any inclination yet to sort of have a go, or is it still too too early? Do you think? I think it's a bit early. Uh, it might be different with Addis being four this summer. I'd, I'd like to get her in the water out at Cozy, but uh, I, I think I'll be relying on on mates of mine um, to to give me a hand with a, with a group of kids together. Yeah, I think I'm going to be a little bit limited. Um, getting my girls out in the water helping them to surf which i find frustrating but um i've got more more than enough support and and help with yeah. with my mates it's a really good uh, group of guys isn't it yeah the, the support network yeah it's great uh yeah it's uh, this place is is amazing and and we i never want to move away from this place because of because of the friends we've got here yeah you know? yeah sauna is a big part as well <laughs> <laughs> yeah sauna we've got i've seen you in the sauna a few a few um sunday roasts we call yep. them <laughs> uh yeah i only get to the sauna once a week these days but but it's always a good laugh yeah yeah it can yeah. get a bit raucous yeah, it can. Yeah, <laughs> actually, it's coming up to Christmas, so it'll definitely be getting raucous. Yeah, well, we usually do a Christmas sauna at some point, which will be coming up. Christmas roast. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, um, what are the, some of the? I guess I mean we talk about some of the the challenges that you've had, having had strokes with parenting. But what are the general sort of things that you uh, find challenging as a parent? Um, the, the general things. Like at the moment, I'm massively struggling with not with controlling my own emotions when it comes to number one. Yeah, pushing back a bit, and she'll have a go at number two or number three. Yeah, and that sort of I find that really tough. Someone having a go at one of the other kids, and there's been a couple of times where it's put me right on the edge, and mm. I've literally gone. I need to. I need to walk away from yeah, this because I'm right on the edge right now. I know that I feeling. I could blow up. Yeah, and I desperately don't want to do that. But no, um, that thing when you do, or that stuff so that stays in kids' minds. Yeah, um, it's scary. I feel like Dee's influence is is good. Dee being a, a meditation uh, teacher. Expert. Yeah, yeah. Um, not. I'm not saying that I meditate, but 
from what I've learned from D, I think I'm more mindful, uh, mindful of my uh, emotions and thoughts, what's going through my head and how I'm behaving. Uh, in that circumstance, when I'm about to, well, I feel like I'm going to blow up at the girls, I think I, I rein myself in these days. I'm a bit more mindful uh, of how I'm acting. Yeah. I've got this this view when, when I'm in such a, a state I've got this view of myself it's like a it's like I'm a fly on the wall looking down on myself I oh, really like an out of body experience yeah yeah and you know just it, it's I only use it occasionally so um, you, you actually consciously go okay I'm going to step out for a second what's this look like from the outside or something yeah what, what do you say well, it's to yourself a, it, well uh no, it's just an. In, it's like a. It's just a second or two, and I, I I get an image of of what I'm doing and what stupid thing I'm about to do, and I just say, "Whoa, you know, cool your jets, man. Wow. You're no good to anyone when you when you fly off the handle." Yeah. Um, and so it gives you that break. Yeah, there might be. I think that's these influence. It might be a bit of maturity, you know. That I ne- never had. I'm not sure. Yeah, I've never had that, but um, I think I need that maturity. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And, the, and the fly on the wall thing. Yeah, yeah, both yeah. of them. But uh, no, I totally hear where you're coming from as well. That you know, n- I've not experienced the looking in from the outside type thing, but definitely sort of quick sort of flash of oh, what's this look like? Mm. You know, or what's this going to what's the impact it's going to have on the kids mm. and and whereas in the past i wouldn't have even thought that it would have just been an instinctive reaction mm. and so i think just thinking about it more and just trying to be a bit more present definitely helps one yeah. of the things i that helped me a while back was i remember someone saying something like when they were just about to fly off the handle wait a minute what tape are you playing in your head Mm. Like, what's the story you're telling yourself right now that's making you so agitated? And they almost like change the tape. You're right. You know, just you don't have to play that tape. Especially, yeah. And so, as soon as you feel that trigger, just go. Hmm, what tape am I playing in my head? That's not a good tape. I'm yeah, yeah. Take that one out. Put a new one in. Yeah. And that I actually had that happen to me a couple of times, and I was like, "Whoa!" Six months ago, I totally would have just gone straight to, you yep. know, yeah, flying off the handle, and yep. it was really kind of nice to know that i just called my jets i I didn't take that step that would have been too far yeah it was like and as soon as i did that it just totally extinguished everything it's like oh geez what what was i worried about at all yeah but i I haven't been able to do that all time what song do you put on (laughs) i don't know it wasn't a song it was it was like um the idea being a a tape of like what what is the the internal thing that is you're telling yourself that's yeah. making you so wound up yeah and i think a lot of the time it's me being angry with myself mm. not but but being angry because i've enabled or i haven't been able to stop a situation escalating to where it is yeah and feeling frustration that oh, i should be better than this yeah i shouldn't have enabled this to get here those are the hardest moments for me i think yeah i still struggle with that stuff uh, not that I, I haven't told many people about this this um, image that I get in my mind, uh, and I used to get it a lot in the early days of my stroke rehab or recovery. Um, 
when when I found myself in a tough situation and I was about to fly off the handle, I, I imagined there was a corridor. I was walking down a corridor and there was a corridor branching off on my left. It was dark and dingy, you know, lights flickering like a horror movie. And if I started going down that corridor, it would... It would it would um, be due to a bad thought, you know, um, yeah, and, and then it would lead to another bad thought and another bad thought and I would be bouncing off the walls in that corridor going, you know, going to a bad place mentally. And you'd actually imagine yourself yeah. bouncing off the walls sort of thing? Well, or you just I think once I stepped what, yeah. into that corridor, I, I couldn't. I couldn't stop. I'd just, you know, one bad thought would lead to another and lead to another and then right. I'd be a bloody mess. Yeah. So I found myself um, conscious uh, not to not to turn left and, and walk down that corridor. So you just keep focusing forwards or something like that? Yeah, yeah. I just kind of stayed on the main corridor and stayed out of the dark, dingy corridor. Wow. Um, and you'd actually kind of see it in your mind's eye? Yeah, yeah. And I don't get that cor- corridor image with with parenting. I do get the fly on the wall view. And they, these are the things that have happened predominantly since having the stroke. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That corridor, was, I called it the corridor of catastrophe. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> that sums it up. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going down there. Yeah. So I don't have to deal with that much these days. Yeah. But I do find myself... Um, having you know, looking down on myself as a parent, um, trying to be mindful of the situation and and how I'm acting, um, because yeah, I can't be flying off the handle, uh, in front of the girls. You know that's that stuff scars little yeah, little brains. You can't do that it? stuff, can you? Nah, yeah. nah. My dad, he was he was the best dad. I he like. But he he whacked me on my bum once, and it wasn't even that bad. But that I remember that, like, and I was just, that stands out. You know, you you remember the bad things more than you do the good things. Yeah. Well, I think it's the the highly emotive things. So, like the happiest and the very saddest, like at the real extremes. Mm. But I think the the happiest has got to be like five x. Yeah. The saddest to actually stand out. Yeah. Like, yeah. Or maybe it's like that thing of, you know, if you have good service, you tell one person. If you have bad service, you tell 10 people. That's <laughs> right, yeah. yeah. I mean, I remember the good things. Uh, what were it, some of the good things? I think all, all the um, the sport and outdoor activity I did with the old man, probably f- fishing and, and camping with my dad. Yeah. Trout fishing, spinning and, and fly f- fishing for trout. That, that were probably some of the the best times yeah yeah oh awesome mm. and and your dad's still really involved with your family as well isn't he yeah yeah he's uh he's fit and healthy uh in williamstown with mum he's recent recently retired uh but they spent so they spend a lot of time with us they do care for my brother though luke's 34 he's got quite a severe disability he was born with a disability quite similar to um, cerebral palsy. Oh, wow. But worse in, in that it, it gets worse as, yeah. as he gets older. Uh, and he could run and ride and, and swim as a kid, 
although, you know, in, in an uncoordinated kind of way. Uh, but then, he, you know, by the time he was in a teenager, he was using a manual wheelchair, and then by the time he was a young adult, he was in an electric chair. Wow, so it's really quite debilitating. Yeah, now um, he's a clever guy. His body lets him down. Um, he, 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 you know, he needs help transferring. Um, it, it's quite difficult to understand what he's saying if you don't know him well. Yeah. Um, but he's such a such a battler. You never you never hear him complaining and. He's always making a joke and having a laugh and making the most of what what he's got. I mean, mum and dad were told that he wouldn't survive past his teenage years, uh, and now now he's thirty four, thirty five, so wow. thirty four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, we see them a lot, and Luke, my brother, he's a great uncle. The girls love him. Um, he's always got them on his lap, tearing around. In his electric wheelchair, he's got a he's got a indoor electric chair, but he's also got an off road four wheel drive chair that he takes on the beach and bushwalking. You know, off roading. He he's a bit of a hell man and you know, he does things that <laughs> he needs a roll cage on it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I think my I think our girls are going to have. Uh, they're going to learn a few things from their uncle Luke. Yeah, yeah. Who are the sort of people that you've looked to for? I, I guess as mentors when it comes to f- being a father, have you taken sort of leads from any of your friends or family members other than your dad? Yeah, I mean, I, I look at both my, my parents and and I do. I think I do try to be as good a parent as they were, but. Sorry, yeah, I should have said your mum and dad, not just your dad. Yeah, um, but also my mates. Uh, I would say most of my, my mates around here have got young kids, and uh, I do I do look at the way they they parent and try to replicate what they do. I, I've always uh, I've, I've always admired my mates for one thing or another. Uh, and and parenting is definitely you know one of those things that I get um, little tips and tricks and techniques from from watching how they they go about it. Yeah, yeah. Do any stick out? Any of the things that in particular that you've seen? You go, yeah, that's actually awesome. I'm going to take that. Uh, yeah, I think just uh, I, I think getting getting the kids out outside. It, a couple of my mates, uh, Aaron and Maddie Winkler. I know the the list is long. Yeah. Uh, Mitch and and Scotty and uh, they've all they're all doing outdoor stuff with their kids. Um, I don't think you know sitting sitting in a lounge room has its time and its place, but they're not going to have a ball in the lounge room. And uh, where we live, why not make the most of it and and get out and about. So we're outside. We we some of the the fun things that we do. Uh, we go to the park a lot on the scooters, and and we're in the, we're in the garden. And I even when I don't feel like doing it, when I do see my mates 
and their kids outside, it does give me a kick up the ass to get out with my kids. Yeah, you yeah. know it's going to work out well. So you just yeah. Gotta, what is it? It's not walking the dog; it's picking up the lead. Yeah, yeah. Just yeah. get out the door. Yeah, just do it. Yeah. Oh, and we've got camping trip coming up, haven't we? Yeah, we do. Yeah, looking, I'll, we'll see you there. Yeah, looking forward to that. That's what six families. Yeah, it's going to be pretty amazing. Yeah. It is going to be amazing. Uh, I'd like to do more camping with with our girls. We've only been camping once or once or twice with the girls, and only for one night. Well, they've just time. got to the age now where yeah, they're going true. to really benefit from it, aren't they? That's true. Yeah, especially Addis. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I do feel a bit daunted by by camping. You know, since my strokes, I don't feel like. I don't feel like I'm an all-terrain vehicle, or you know, can and I can I can't roll with things like I used to. But I'll have all, all you blokes there to yeah, we've got the help full crew so, when, when we need it. Yeah, yeah. I think that's the beauty of camping with other families mm. because you just tag team. Like a couple of times we went camping sort of on our own, and it was pretty full on with young kids. The whole you don't really relax the whole time. Whereas when we've gone, say, to Wilson's Prom and stuff, it's been great because you can take your foot off the gas a little bit because either either you're on with all the kids yeah. or you're, you're off. Mm-hmm. And and maybe one couple of guys go off and play Finska with a whole bunch of kids over there and yep. another uh, couple of the team are taking the rest of the kids down to the river. And, and uh, I, I really love it. And I think the kids just thrive yeah. being surrounded by, you know, 12 other kids. It's mm. just magic to watch. Yeah, I look forward to it. I do. Uh, and the, the camping trips, uh, when I was growing up, they stand out in my in my mind as such great times. So, w- would you typically go with other family, like cousins and stuff, or would it be friends? And yeah, family? friends, friends of family. Yeah, there was there was always a good crew. Where where would you have gone? Uh, it was always it was it was always twice a year, and I was always up into the high country up near Dargo to quite a remote spot um just on a on a little river uh, a little flowing river with lots of trout in it and it was good it's really good we spent a lot of time out at that spot are you tempted to go back uh yeah i think it might be a little bit too remote i think for us right now yeah 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 i've not been there no it's beautiful but, but uh, yeah, maybe I'll get back there maybe one day. Maybe in a few years. Yeah, yeah. When, we'll, when the girls are a bit older. Yeah, yeah. Now, um, obviously Dee plays a huge part in the family as well. What, what are sort of her superpowers as a mum? Dee's, Dee's pretty amazing in the kitchen. I can't, can't believe I can attest how, how much. pretty amazing yeah, <laughs> tonight, yeah. even though she said, oh, you're not going to like it. Yeah, it's you know? rubbish. She set the bar really low. Oh. <laughs> Yeah. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't worried. She always says that, and it's always good. Uh, it, it, she mass produces great food in our little kitchen. It's it's crazy. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we're we're all pretty lucky to be fed by Dee. She, I would I would like to cook, but Dee doesn't want doesn't want good ingredients wasted. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, well, all right. I'm I'm a pretty good uh, washer consumer. up. Yeah, consumer. <laughs> yeah, dishwasher. I'm a great customer. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
So Dave, that, that's one of Dave's many talents, I would suppose. I, I, I suppose, yeah. Yeah, and obviously bringing all the, the mindfulness practices as yeah. well to the family. Yeah. Do you do anything in particular with the girls at all, like come bedtime and stuff? Because I know that, well, we've certainly tried the the mindfulness sort of bedtime stories and things along yeah. those lines. Yeah. Have you tried anything like that? Not me personally, but I know Dee has started um, doing some kind of meditation practice with Addy. Right. I haven't been privy to, to be sitting on in on those sessions. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, but I know Dee's doing a little bit of mindfulness with Addy. What yeah. sort of time of day would she do that? I think it is right before bed. Yeah, just to calm down. Yeah, yeah. I, I should really ask Dee a bit more about that. Yeah, definitely. Um, I, out of interest, yeah. Does it seem to have good results? Like, does it just really let the kids drift off to sleep? Well, It seems Addy. to, yeah, yeah. Um, we allowed the girls... In 20 minutes or 30 minutes of screen time each day uh but it was right before bed and that was such a big mistake yeah. that, that went on for quite a while but in the last few months uh the the screen time has been before dinner right you know and then after dinner it's um bath and stories and songs and massage Oh, right, so you get them on the floor and just give them a, a back rub. Just Addy. Addy likes songs and massage. Damn, <laughs> Who got, doesn't? They've got a good... <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, and she knows I massage uh, at work. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, Addy gets massaged, but then... An in-house yeah, physio. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what more do you need? And, and then Dee throws in a little bit of mindfulness or, or meditation or in there and and the the girls are going to sleep better yeah yeah and then sleeping sound yeah let's say better <laughs> <laughs> yeah relative yeah yeah yeah, yeah. oh that is i mean ah, oh, those are the challenges aren't they especially you know with alcohol like one and a half i guess yeah that can be a bit of a uh, a time of uh yeah should we say testing yeah for sure <laughs> sleep deprivation uh, yeah training yeah yeah <laughs> what sort of uh what sort of sleep are you working on at the moment to be honest most of the time it's pretty good maybe one night in the week i'll be up for, or d will be up for two hours or three hours so there'll be one, one out of seven nights that's terrible but most of the time it's good yeah yeah that's not bad no it's i'm not complaining yeah 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 it could be way worse <laughs> could be way worse yeah. yeah yeah right well um you you and d set up a cafe a few years back didn't you just before you you had Addis yeah as your first child but um you ran a bit of an experiment there didn't you yeah so we, we were running this uh health food cafe in torquay which we shut maybe four years ago now uh but as soon as we opened the shop, Dee became pregnant and uh, slowly, you know, as she became more and more pregnant, she stepped away from the duties at the cafe and and I, I ended up being on the front desk kind of running the shop with, with our business partner, Mel. And I think it was because I was quite nervous, um, you know, soon to be a, a new dad. Uh, but I, I started asking all the fathers who came in, all the customers who were dads, uh, I, I asked them for their words of wisdom 
for for a newbie dad and i reckon i i got i got i chatted with hundreds of dads over the few months you know um as as they got more and more pregnant and it was it was really interesting the the answers that that, that came out um and the conversations got pretty deep and meaningful and they were great and, and these were complete strangers yeah yeah generally yeah yeah uh but I, we had some really good chats, and I learned some some good lessons. and And one of the, the themes that emerged from the the older dads, you know, the baby boomer dads, was uh, a regret that they hadn't spent more time with their kids as they were growing up. Yeah, and and a lot of them were pretty sad about that, and and were trying to make up for it uh, now. Uh, as grandparents right uh oh it just it just illustrates what what life was like back in the 80s for for dads uh you know the the breadwinner and and the mums being the stay-at-home mum the the one tending to the the kids uh so so that taught me that uh I had I should spend time with with the kids, um, and the, there's a positive out of my strokes. You know, I only I only work three days a week, uh, so I spend a lot more time with with our kids than a lot of other dads do. So I don't think I'll have that regret. Uh, in you know, when I'm an, an old dad looking back. I'll, I'll be able to say that I spent a lot of time with our girls as they they grew up. Uh, another another theme that popped out of my little uh, experiment experiment <laughs> was with the the younger dads. Uh, n- no means no, um, and no doesn't mean maybe yes if if you keep you know annoying me, uh, and if you keep nagging me. Uh, yeah, the younger dads were were pretty adamant that no means no, and that young kids can um, sense when when you're not uh, staunch. Yeah, when you're not staunch <laughs> and, and convicted, they can but, smell it in my life. Can smell it. I think that's a scientific fact that <laughs> kids can smell fear, maybe, and 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 um, and, and, and maybe you know you got to be even if you're not adamant and you're not um convicted behind your decision you gotta act like you are because they'll tell you you're part (laughs) (laughs) they're ruthless yeah uh and and another little experiment i'm I'm a little scientist i've been running a few experiments but i read a book uh i can't i think it was called five regrets of the dying yeah. Have you read that? Oh, it's written by the a nurse that works That's in palliative right. care. Yeah. yeah Mary yeah. somebody, I think, isn't it? Yeah. I can't remember. But And I didn't get through the book, but what I read was quite good. Was that one of the key themes as well, spending more time yeah, it was. with family? It was, yeah. Uh, but uh, as a physio in, in aged care, I find myself chatting with the, the oldies a lot, you know, and and they're often telling me what what they regret about their lives or um what you know what they wished they'd, they'd done differently and 
a lot of them do say time like the the baby boomer dads they didn't spend enough time with their their kids um and they wish they had have been a bit sillier and a bit more fun and and easy going um i'm just thinking what uh, yeah another one that that it wasn't in the book but uh there's obviously five regrets of the dying uh time with loved ones um they wished they they had lived the life that they wanted to live and not the life that others expected them to or they thought that they were expected that's right yeah um so these these chats with the oldies it's got me reflecting on on how i go about my life but but also how i go about being a dad yeah great yeah i i think it's been really good and and hopefully it'll stop it'll prevent me having regrets when i'm on my deathbed yeah exactly yeah i you know hopefully i've got time to rectify everything and or or live the life that i want to live rather than yeah having regrets about it later yeah yeah uh, is there anything that you wanted to add? Any projects that you're working on, you know, aside from the veggie trolley or anything like that, you wanted to give a shout out to? Uh, not, not really. No. You're doing the fun, the the uh, sponsored walk this weekend, aren't you? Oh yeah! Don't remind me, Rich. <laughs> Damn, <laughs> Tell us I was in that. a good mood. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, a few of us at work are doing a 21k fundraiser walk on Saturday night. So there's, there's so it starts at night time. Yeah. So there's a few issues. The 21 Ks. That's a bit of an issue for me. I, I reckon I could get halfway. No worries. Uh, we'll see. I'll I'll put my head down and I reckon I'll get there. Uh, at night, walking at night is not good for me. I, yeah. I can't feel my whole. You've got the proprioception. That's or right. Of I the, can't feel my left, the left side of my body. And I don't have the proprioception, so I'm pretty wobbly on my feet. And at night time, I'm really wobbly. Yeah. Are you going to take like the walking um, sticks? I'll take one stick. Yeah. 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 They're um, they're they're brilliant anyway. I know people like rag on them, but especially walking downhill when they're yeah. like the Oxfam trail walker and stuff, you can go much quicker yeah. without sort of impacting your knees. Yeah. It just takes the pressure off. Yeah. Yeah. I'm definitely. Um, I'll be. I'll have one in my right hand. Yeah. Uh, I wouldn't have one in my left hand. Yeah. People would just be. I'm just. <laughs> You'd be a people would get the people you're walking with. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, but you, you're walking with a whole bunch of people, aren't you? A few people. Yep. So I'll have a head head lamp on and and a walking stick and wish me luck. Yeah. Good luck. Yeah. Thanks. You'll be great. <laughs> well, Ryan, it's been really great chatting with you, mate. I know you've got a bunch of family duties that you got to get back to, so I better let you go. Um, just thanks ever so much for sharing and it's been fascinating mate no worries rich well thanks for listening i hope you enjoyed that chat with ryan i've just fact checked the the book that ryan mentioned and it's called the top five regrets of the dying by Bronnie ware i'll put a link to it in the show notes on the website and i'll also put a link to the grow free cuts movement as well now before you go 
If there's anyone you can think of that would enjoy the podcast, I'd really appreciate it if you could mention the dad mindset to them. It really helps spread the word. As ever, if you have any questions or want to reach out to me, my email is rich at thedadmindset.com. Hope you have a great week. And in the meantime, enjoy your caffeinated beverage.